Hello and welcome to Men Are Nots. It started with men, or it started with man, shall I say, and then it went to men. M-A-N, the acronym Men Are Nots. A podcast about mental, emotional, physical, and even psychological health and awareness in men, in people, in society. Um, This is a podcast to help others to come to terms with what is happening in society to do with all those things mentioned. And I have a special guest for you today. Can you introduce yourself? Hi, Andy. Yeah, it's Jen Tiller here. Uh, my, my clients call me the gentler way to well-being. So that's uh, my thing. I am about finding the sensible, sensitive, comfortable way to overcome anxiety and panic and trauma. Um, because that's what I had to do. Yeah, it's my, my background is living through that and overcoming it. Right. And where are you where are you based then and where are you now at the moment or you know, around the okay, world? Okay, well I was born in Sydney, Australia, but I'm living just north of London in a place called Letchworth Garden City, which is a beautiful spot. Currently of course it's London, so it's raining. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> but it's but it's a lovely space. It really is. And and yeah. how how long have you been living there? You said it's raining now. And, and how long have you been living there? Have you been been there a while? And and how do you how okay. are you finding uh, London living in comparison to Australia? Well, it's north of London. I wouldn't live in London to be yeah, honest. Yeah. I'm not a fan of big cities. Um, I've been here in England twenty years. Wow. Uh, with a second husband. We got away from the in-laws, the ex-laws and the outlaws and decided to have a fresh start. <laughs> the outlaws. The, well, come on, you know, if you know the history. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I, I love what there is here in terms of history, in terms of the greenness. Yeah. Um, Australia is beautiful for the space and the beaches and the, the skies. But of course, you know, Australia has just gone through these massive bushfires. Yeah. Yeah. And to be honest, I'm kind of glad I was here during that. But uh, yeah, it's it's um, everywhere has its own unique beauty and potential and possibility, and there's value in everywhere. Yeah. Because we take ourselves wherever we go, you know. Yeah. So, so. I'm glad. I'm I'm happy that you you know you know you're coming on and you, you're talking to the podcast and. You know, I'm, I'm fascinated to, to know, you know, and I'm sure that everyone's fascinated to know your angle and, you know, your thoughts on, on you know, the topic and, and, and your background in a sense. Okay, a little bit about my history then. I um, grew up in Sydney and I had life-threatening asthma, a violent alcoholic father and a mother who was really ill with all sorts of things. And I grew up sick and panicky and anxious. I spent a lot of time with my head in a book because that was the safest place for me to be. Yeah. And it took me, I was in my 20s when I first started to try and get some help. By that time, I had a young family and panic attacks and postnatal depression. And it was, everything was scary. I used to have a panic attack literally if the sun went behind a cloud and came out again. That tiny change in my environment was enough to scare me because everything felt like a threat and that's what happens when people get into red alert mode everything becomes potentially a threat 
And when your body's on fight or flight as a constant stress system, then a lot of us think we're going to be stuck there forever. And I certainly had it for years. And the option was medication, which I quite frankly didn't want to take. But over the years, I did a lot of research. I spent a lot of money and I worked with some very, very good people. And I learned how to turn off the panic and the asthma that I also had. One of the things, the biggest thing I ever did was learn to breathe properly. I didn't know that if you over breathe, if you breathe too fast, too short, too shallow, that it could trigger a panic attack. You didn't have to have anything scary around you. Your body just went into fight or flight mode. And that you could turn it off by breathing slower and using your tummy muscles instead of your upper chest. And it calmed the mind as well as the body. God, it was a miracle. Learning how to do that just changed my life. It turned everything around. And for those out there who are struggling with anxiety, it's one of the, it's a simple thing to learn. It takes practice, but it's effective. And your body will recognize the value. You don't have to try, you just have to have a go. Yeah. Different thing, you know? I think we often, we get told to try to relax. I certainly got told that over and over again. How can you try to relax? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not really sensible, is it? But if you have something you do that will just settle you, you will naturally start to relax and that sort of thing became the core of of what I did to get well it took a long time because I didn't have a structured process I just looked at everybody and tried everything but eventually I became able to be okay in different situations like I used to be so terrified of public speaking that I would shake even thinking about it. Yeah. You know, while I was while I was really ill, while I couldn't do very much, I was a piano teacher. So I, I worked from home, which was great because my clients would come to me and I didn't have to face the world. But every year I'd do a concert for my kids and I'd have to be the MC and stand up on a stage and introduce people. That was terrifying fascinates me we all have something we really don't like to do yeah you know everybody knows that even if you're you know in a a good space we all have things that it's okay to acknowledge i don't like that i don't really do that and feel relaxed you know so i don't know it it was a long journey i moved to england back in 2000 and i was a lot better than i had been but I still had to deal with a whole new country, knowing only one person in it. So I felt pretty isolated. And I started to, I did some more training, I did some more, some more work. And then my husband got made redundant and he was actually out of the country. So I was really on my own. But I was very, just randomly lucky 
that I found my local crystal shop. It was a place where there were people who were all on a spiritual and emotional journey. And I could talk to them about anything and nothing bothered them. I could be honest, I could be real. I didn't have to pretend I was okay. And I started to go deeper. And then I realized that I'd actually come further than I thought I had. Yeah. I was more relaxed and more honest about stuff. And I started, in the end, I started to teach the therapists that were hanging out there and helping them to help others. And it was just one of those ongoing journeys. I became somebody that people came to to learn what I'd learned, to relax, to stop wheezing, to feel confident, to be on stage. I can do all those things now. And that was just, you know, 20 years before would have been an utter impossibility. Yeah. So we all have a journey. And quite often it goes up and down. It's not all good stuff. But if we take some lessons from everything we go through, if we acknowledge that the part of ourselves that is in the center of all this is a good person, that is deserving of care and love, no matter what's happening around us, we grow. We can lift ourselves and grow. And I think that when people can look in the mirror and really recognize that they are worthwhile, no matter what they've done, no matter what they've experienced, no matter what anybody else has said to them, look in the mirror and say, I'm worth looking after. Yeah. There's value in me. And when we do that, it's funny how many opportunities to do that show up. The number of people out there that can help and want to help is huge. And most of us have gone through, you know, our own experiences. So we get it. We understand. People who who are frightened to, to reach out and say, I've got a problem because they think people will judge them. I don't know if you've come across that with the people you work with, Angie, but it's something that a lot of people I know think that it's an embarrassment to say that, whereas in fact it's about being authentic and honest. Yeah. And it's really helpful when if somebody else is scared to say something and you say, by the way, actually I've got a few problems, but I'm working through them. And I've got some help or I, I'm looking for things and maybe we could work together. You know, yeah. we're a community. We can, or at least we can be a community. And to recognize that your worth is a lot more than your history. Yeah. Just by being who you are, you know, you're worthy. You are. But you, you can improve if you need to. Not saying we're all perfect because I don't think I know anybody who is. Yeah. Yeah, because there's no such thing as perfection. And we and, no. and oh. people should be acknowledging that. I think so. Either that or we're all perfectly imperfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna to say to you, you know, for, for the listeners out there, in terms of anxiety, what are 
the what what is anxiety and what are the you know and what if for, for those who might not know what does it bring on and what um, that you said you 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 were able to reduce oh that great question okay I guess there are different labels for it but anxiety is essentially a feeling of fear when thinking about something or when about to do something we get anxious before an event usually we think what's going to happen now what's going to happen next what will I get wrong what could go wrong those thoughts and the the feelings that come with them are when you get cortisol and adrenaline running through your body and like like a fear it's it's just basically fear so you might feel shaking your voice might shake you might find that your muscles tense up it's very common as a response for this is fight or flight response or freeze fight flight freeze in fact yeah. so you can get muscle tension you can get an upset tummy a lot of people start to belch it's one of those odd things but it really is part of the deal yeah. and people will get cold hands and feet because their blood flow changes and there's odd things like people start to blink faster or they go you will have seen somebody who's had a fright they go white you know the, the blood flow changes and essentially you just do your very best to avoid what you're scared of anxiety is triggers people wanting to run away from things yeah. or just just freeze up and just not go anywhere and sometimes of course anxiety can trigger anger because we get defensive and we think people are trying to upset us or trying to hurt us or bully us or whatever and so there's different angles but the body has a similar response you can sweat your heart compound and it just a sensation is a message from your body to go get out of here <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, you know, it's just that's what it's for. I mean, it, it back when it was something that we did in say prehistoric times. We'd do fight or flight because we were being chased by a tiger or we were trying to get away from from something. And it was exactly what we needed. You know, you really need to be able to pick yourself yeah. up, run, get those muscles moving and go. Yeah. But you know what last time I looked very few people get chased by tigers and and I actually work with big cats I actually work with snow leopards mountain lions and jaguar and even then I don't often get chased by big cats really so it's one of those things that most of the causes of anxiety in modern life are things that are not useful to have a physical response to you know you have the traffic's bad or you have an exam or you have a job interview or you want to go on a date with somebody and you're just nervous about will they like me that's a cause of anxiety that a lot of people have you know we we have an illness and we're in a hospital situation but we're not running away we're in a hospital we're going to get looked after but we're anxious about what does it mean we're what's going to happen to me yeah. it's you know it's it's normal it's not unexpected but sometimes we get stuck in that as a habit yeah. you know so we respond very strongly to things that are tiny and trivial in the real world 
but we blow them up in our minds and we start to think of all the bad things could possibly happen and even if they don't we've already felt bad yeah you know we're, we're predicting bad stuff and our bodies are going well, okay that's true because what you think what you see in your mind's eye your body interprets as real and that's a really big deal for anxiety yeah and gonna, so does gonna, that make sense yeah i was going to ask you before because i know you know this this there's a we've got i know you 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 push for time in a sense but i was going to yeah. ask you with your clients and you know the, the people you've seen over the years and and you've you know you're in this field have you found oh. that it it one does it diff is it have you had more um, of one gender than the other more males and or more females and and how have you found that the terms of asthma and, and things have affected does it affect us in us men or women in different ways in terms of okay. anxiety well with asthma yeah okay well with asthma no it's it's pretty much all the same it's a, a biomechanical response yeah. to breathing too much um the mechanics are the same yeah you know you you, you wheeze you cough yeah you know you you, you shallow breathe and it, that does go with the um, anxiety as well. The yeah. mechanics of what happens are very, very similar. I tend, being a female, to attract women who are in need of a safe space. And they're not all prepared to go to a man because many of them have been, the ones that turn up for me, have been abused yeah. by a man. Of course, I know, you know men are often abused by women, but they're... I don't know whether they have a preference for their therapist. Yeah. But women do often prefer a female therapist because they feel safer. Yeah. But I do work with both. And although the inner experience seems to be pretty similar, they worry about the same things. They doubt themselves in the same way but their external responses tend to be different so their what they do in a relationship will be different if they feel anxious yeah. that's sort of an ongoing it's a different way of communicating really but their experience the sort of the traumas that happen to them that bring on these anxieties are actually pretty similar somebody says you're not good enough or makes them feel they're not good enough and that's going to put most people in a bit of a spin. Yeah. And if you start to think it's true, then you'll start to tell yourself you're not good enough. Yeah. And then you'll worry about everything you do. But in fact, we are good enough. You often need to learn new stuff, but that's okay. The learning journey is fun. But I don't know, women in particular tend to just close down very fast they focus on everybody else to help them might be family members might do voluntary work things like that and men tend to be more active in a career sense usually because they might feel they have more control there yeah but the, the underlying internal stuff is pretty similar we make scary pictures in our minds we have an inner critic that goes crazy when we try and do anything 
We all have an inner critic. Yeah. It's really useful to go finding, however, your inner coach. We also have one of those, but we need to turn the volume up on them. And we need to pay more attention to the, the part of ourselves that is kind. Now, I bet everybody here who isn't... Um, sorry. Two seconds. Sorry about that. Someone at the door. Um, yeah, the, we all are really good at being kind to other people. And when you know how to be kind to other people, you just need to do the same thing for yourself. So the kind of warm, caring tone you would give to a small child. Yeah. Use it for yourself. Yeah. It really helps. It's a, it's a really good way to self-nurture. If you catch yourself being critical in your own mind or describing something you do to somebody else, well, that was useless, that was bad, just notice it and think, what would I say to somebody I cared about? You probably say something on the lines of, you know, it's okay, let me help. Or let's see what we can do differently. Yeah. Well, you can give them a hug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and you know, and that sort of self-nurturing you deserve too. We all do, and we all need it. We behave better when we feel loved. So start with yourself, because you deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I'd like to, you know, I'd like to thank you for, you know, coming on. I mean, it's, it was short notice, and you know, it was it was it was nice having you on. And you know, I definitely want to do some more because um, I know you've got so much, so many stories, and and some, there's some, there's much more about you. Because um, for all the listeners out there, there's a lot more. When she's talking about, she's working with big cats, and there's a lot more. So you know, I'd like to, would like to hear your story, and you know. And hope this, hope what she said has is, is helped you and, and can help you. And, and it's basically just, you know, look in yourself and, and breathe, breathe, breathe. Breathe slowly and calmly. Yes. Yes, <laughs> definitely. So thanks for, thanks for having you on. And um, can, you let, can you let everybody know where they can find you or, or you know, whether it's social media or, um, you know, Oh, yeah, that's lovely. Thank you, Andy. Uh, if you're on Facebook, it's Jen Tiller, the breathing coach. That's J-E-N-T-I-L-L-E-R. You'll find me on Facebook as the breathing coach and on LinkedIn the same way. Probably the best options. And I will happily connect with anybody. So feel, feel free to get in touch and say hi. Thank you. And breathe. Thank you, guys, and that was Men on Us, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.